Hello, Ulrika. How are you? Oh, fantastic, Joel. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, The Art and Science of Influence, where I talk to interesting people, ordinary leaders doing extraordinary things. So it's a real pleasure to have you here. Well, you're very generous to invite me on board this podcast. I'm super happy to be here today. Thank you, Joel. Excellent. I think my listeners, uh, the people that I, I reach out to, will have a lot to learn from you, and I am sure they're going to take some golden nuggets from this discussion. So before <laughs> no we sort of, <laughs> no pressure, Ulrika, no pressure at all. <laughs> okay, before we move on, maybe I thought get into the the, the details uh, of what you're going to be talking about. Perhaps you can just share a little bit about Inspire Group Asia and uh, your role and your philosophy. I think that'll be a very uh, refreshing insight. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, Inspire Group is actually originally from New Zealand. So our head office is in Wellington and um, we are also present in Australia. And Inspire Group Asia has now been operating for about six years. I have been with the organization for four and a half of those years. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was lucky enough to come on board just before our friendly epidemic came along. Um, and uh, Inspire Group does everything to do with behavior change. So everything from leadership programs to facilitated workshops to e-learning modules uh, and everything in between, lots of coaching programs, mentoring programs, things like that. Um, a lot of learning, de- learning and development solutions. Um, and we, we have clients all over the globe now. So uh, it's a lot of fun. It, for me, it doesn't feel like work. And, um, you know, the motto that we work with is something that I put a lot of value to every day. And that is the, uh, making sure that we are providing better learning that is life changing. So uh, that, that's something by, by, which also works very well for me in my day to day. Uh, by that so it's fun well thank you for that I think you mentioned something which really resonates with me you talk about behavior change right and I think uh, that is very very interesting in terms of how we can actually transform somebody's behavior and this podcast uh, I want to touch on anything to do with influence and I I think influence has got a big role to play in behavior change right so what would be your take on how we can influence irrespective of where we sit within the organization for behavior change, to create the outcomes that we want, right? Yes. So it's so interesting that that you speak about influencing and the role that that plays within organizations because this comes up in almost every project that we work with in one way or another. Um, I would say most recently, is I'm just getting a flashback to this situation with an organization where uh, they are trying to upskill their top top leaders to be better at engaging with the board. So how do they improve their influencing skills with the board members, right? Uh, to make sure that they get their stuff approved, of course. So it's so interesting to just think that, you know, we we do all, we have to think about, we, we make a choice on how we show up, right? Um, I think we build trust if we are consistent and I think also if you know that I'm going to deliver a good job or whatever you need me to do, you're going to trust me more and you are going to be also more open to listening to what I have to say. Uh, if I always come late, if I never reply to my emails, um, I don't really care what I wear, I'm always scruffy, 
you know, the, my power of influence will deteriorate, deteriorate, right? It's going to be more difficult for me to make think like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I want to support Ulrika and whatever she says. So I think it starts with ourselves and how we lead ourselves and um, showing up, how we choose to show up, if we cho- choose to show up as a leader uh, or not. And I think that's, that's a tough one, right? It sounds so simple, but uh, I think it can be very difficult if we don't have any role models to emulate. You know, if we've gone through our uh, work work life without really any uh, real role models in front of us showing, oh, this is what it's like to lead, or this is how it, what it's like to influence successfully. It's very difficult to sort of come up with that on your own. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think you're touching on a very interesting area where if we have gone through a lot of uh, uh, toxic leadership or we've been through that kind of environment, it's very difficult to uh, to to lead because that's all you've been uh, you've experienced in the past. So it's it's kind of a struggle, right? You talk about showing up. So we show up the way we are taught, and in schools, uh, if you look at the Asian mindset, we are taught to deliver results, right? Just getting the what done. But nowadays, the way I see organizations evolving, the how we get things done is equally important. Yes. And the how actually talks about influence. Right? How are we actually influencing? Are we using position versus uh, influence or not? What's the balance that we seek to achieve? And you touched on something very interesting, right? You talked about leading yourself in that sense. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering if someone is just starting out in their career, Right. How would they go about leading themselves? Let's say they are in a new organization. What's yeah. the first thing that you would suggest they do in terms of exercising their influencing muscles? Or oh, even I... even before getting there, what are they best advised to do? Oh my god, this is so it's it's so such a wonderful question, Gerald, because just earlier today I was having a one on one with an intern uh, with Inspire Group. Um, and so she's just working within Inspire Group for a few months before she goes back to uni and she has a year left. And um, my advice to her was just connect with people, speak to people, be curious. Um, I know it may sa- seem like, oh, you know, what, what, why do I want to be speaking to all these old people? But this is going to be <laughs> You start practicing now, um, even you know after you've left Inspire Group, you go back to uni, try to talk to adults around you, people with experience, people that you admire, just connect with people. Because the more that we practice that muscle, the better we will get at it. Because it is, it feels very awkward, you know, especially when we're young, we're still trying to figure out ourselves, right? Um, or at least I speak from, you know, I was a lot older before I figured out these things. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, the younger generations today are way ahead of, you know, what I see my 17-year-old daughter doing now, I keep thinking, wow, that, I was probably in my 30s until I built my confidence up to that level. But, but I, I would say don't, be, don't, don't hold yourself back. Reach out to people and surround yourself with at least one mentor um, and start practicing connecting with people. Because um, what I have learned in the past, I would say just eight years, is that if you just ask somebody for their time, just for five minutes, 
and you ask them two or three questions that are going to help you decide which direction you take, um, most people will say yes. Well, and, that's pretty good advice, yeah. And know, I really like something that you mentioned. You said, well, connect with older people. And I believe if you can sit and hang out with an older person, just listen to them, you can basically hang out with anyone, right? <laughs> yes. Especially when we're young, right? When we're still trying to figure out, this is like, you know, when you're starting your career and you don't really know what am I really good at? Uh, you know, what do I want to do for the next five, 10 years? I think talking to different kinds of people um, and building that sort of network um, surrounding you is, is very, very helpful. And because you practice that influencing muscle then, whether you like it, you're probably going to see the older people doing things that you wouldn't see in your peers. Um, so I just, I think it's a, it's just a good, good uh, practice to do. And I, I encourage my children to do that all the time. They think, you know, when I start talking to them about these kind of things, they're like, yeah, yeah, I know, mama, I know what you're going to say, network. Yeah, I know how important it is, but it is. <laughs> so I will continue to nag them. <laughs> so influencing starts at home, right? Instead yes, of using uh, a parental authority, you start influencing more and uh, get our kids to do what's in their best interest anyway. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, absolutely. Which is much more difficult to do that with family members, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You touched on a few important things. Uh, so what I picked up from you is you talked about connecting, you talked about trust, you talked about listening and, and just seeking people out and asking good questions. Right. So I think that's a very good starting point to develop your influencing skills. And uh, yes. it's, a, it's essentially building relationships. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yes. I'm just thinking as one progresses in their career, as they evolve into their next role, let's say after three to five years of working experience, things become more difficult. It's not as easy as it was before. You've got different people that you're dealing with, stakeholders, if you like. Right. And they've got a variety of, um, of of personalities and approaches. How do you deal in uh, with in a situation like that? And uh, what would be your advice for someone in a role yeah. with uh, different stakeholders, uh, yes. interests, uh, and things like that? Yes. Uh, thank you for that question. It's because this is actually something where I had my aha moment that changed my life. Uh, so um, I was in a very very challenging situation where I was always at loggerheads uh, with my boss. And, and I came to the realization through a lot of personal development, right? I had, I had to, because I had to um, realize it, right? I have had to have that aha moment where Ulrika, you've got to take responsibility. We can't change other people. We can only choose how we show up. So with a lot of work, this was by no means like taking a pill instant and oh. That was easy. No, it took it took me a while um, to to build my courage up to do it as well. But um, I sort of managed to remove the emotions from this situation and just look at it purely like for me to be able to contribute to the organization and to the people that report to me, I can choose how I show up. So I made it more professional and. Uh, remove, yeah, remove the emotions out of it and try to put myself in my boss's shoes. Um, so switching on that EQ muscle and understanding, gosh, how difficult it must be for him to have to deal with me. <laughs> so so I, I switched the conversation instead and I said, listen, you know, you can count on me. 
to show up and be here to support you in the transformation that you're trying to achieve within the organization. So basically what, what we agreed on, we don't need to particularly like each other or even be friends. This is more about the contractual agreement, extension of the, the paperwork that we sign when we, we take the job. But it's more about I choose that I'm going to be doing what I can to contribute to the organization and its people. Um, and I, I think when we manage to establish that mutual respect, right, and also that my curiosity of making sure that I understood his perspective. So I asked him tons of questions to understand better, um, you know, what, how, how we were going to collaborate uh, better in the future. Um, and, and it completely changed my life. Uh, suddenly I was not stressed. I slept well and I ended up uh, leaving the organization, but because I wasn't even open to taking that decision beforehand. Right. So I would say, yeah, absolutely choosing how we show up, show up, uh, taking responsibility that we cannot change others. We can only, uh, choose how we show up and, um, being curious, being curious about the people around us, don't necessarily have to like them, but understand what makes them tick. So I, I think if I were to pick up where we left off, I think you touched on something very important, talking about uh, putting yourself in someone else's shoes, really having that empathy, uh, that emotional intelligence to really sit and listen what someone else has to say, really being curious enough and asking some very good questions. And it's easier said than done. Because depending on your own personality, after some time, you can also run out of patience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, you have to have the maturity, right? I think that's what, what happened to me, at least. I, I had to go on the personal development journey and choose how I was showing up. And that's never easy, right? Yeah. And I like the way you use the word showing up because that's a coach phrase, right? A coach, uh, sort of a jargon kind of a thing. And the average person may not really uh, understand what showing up really means. I mean, I'm showing up to work. You can see me now, can't you? <laughs> kind of a thing. So yeah. how would you sort of uh, put it in, in a sort of layman terms? What does showing up actually mean? Okay. To you, you? Yeah. yeah. I think if maybe we turn it around. Like, think about it like this. You are in the office and um, there's a new joiner coming into to the office today. Never met this person because the boss has been taking care of it, right? We've never met this person. And that person comes in, greets everybody, shakes everybody's hand, asks them how they are, asks for them for their names, introduces themselves and looks you, you know, clear, clear in the eye um, and immediately asks you if you're free for lunch. It's that sort of impression, how that, that new newbie, how they have chosen to show up with curiosity, lead taking the lead. So it's really how you come across and how you're presenting yourself, if that makes sense. I thought it was going to be, I thought it, it'd be easier if you sort of try to imagine that, right? Visualize it, right? It now I'm getting it. I can yeah. actually visualize exactly what you're saying right and it's yeah. quite interesting and yeah. it takes a lot of effort it takes a lot of courage i think also to show up in that way yes consistently right so this is the thing i think this is what the universe tests us with as humans right um because of our 
uh, cycles. You know, we go up and down. We have more energy uh, uh, some days than others. Uh, life happens. We have to all these other things that we need to deal with. So if you choose to show up like a leader, I mean, this is for me what being a leader is, right? You are making a conscious choice um, to show up so that you are the best version of yourself that you can be at that particular time. Nice. I really like that approach. It's very simple and it's sort of uh, quite appealing because it doesn't take too much effort. You just show up as a human um, and, and, and sort of be yourself, right? And uh, sometimes things may not work out the way you want things to work out. But how do you still consistently keep showing up in that way? Yeah. If you're having a bad day, if you're stressed out or you just got reprimanded by the boss, how do you still keep showing up? <laughs> so, so, so that I think with you know with age and experience, you create the environment that you want to be living. I think we, we all try to do that. Um, um, and I think I'm lucky enough that I don't have to worry about uh, the the boss part. Um, and I have I have made a, a conscious choice to always be authentic. And if I am not feeling a hundred percent, I will tell my team. So, you know, for example, if, you know, I slept bad last night and I know that we have an important meeting, I will ask one of them to take the lead in a meeting, for example. And they know, like, I'll just tell them, listen, I didn't sleep properly. My my head is mushy. Uh, I'd much rather that you took the lead. And and we support each other like that. And they, they will do the same with me. Uh, so I think when you create that, you know, we are humans, we need to support each other. And it's okay if you're not 100% to declare it um, because it's much worse me trying to pretend that I'm a hundred percent and then letting the team down. You know what I mean? Or the client uh, even worse. Yeah. <laughs> that, that takes a lot of vulnerability as well. You know, you need to have, to have that kind of a trusting relationship with the team and to have that kind of openness where you go out and say, I'm not feeling hundred yeah. percent. Can you help me out here? Yes. And what I tend to find is many people do not take that step and they sort of suffer in silence. Yes, unfortunately. Most of them. Yes, unfortunately, yeah. I, that's probably more common, yes. Yeah, especially within the Asian context, where you need, where you need to be strong and you need to be uh, highly driven and you can't show signs of weakness. Would you think? Well, yeah, I, I think it has to do with the, the, the organizational culture because I've seen this everywhere. I've seen it, you know, I grew up in Portugal. I'm Swedish. I went to school in Scotland. I've seen it in lots of different countries and cultures. Um, um, but I think, yeah, it's the environment that we're in, right? Yeah. So what would be your best advice, uh, Ulrika, in terms of for someone who's just starting out in their 20s, just graduated the first year in a row? Uh, and what would would be your best advice in order for them to sort of um, excel at what they do uh, with a view to fast track their career. They're ambitious and, um, and given what you have seen and the people that you have come across over the years, what would be your best advice to this person? Be curious. I think that's it. I think when we are not curious, we are limiting the possibilities of life. You know, when we just sit on the couch and watch TV, 
not a lot is going to change. And we are not going to get the most out of life. Yeah. But if we get up and we just even go for a walk and look at the trees around us, or I wonder if there's going to be a special celebration for Chinese New Year. Maybe I go down to the park next to my house and have a look. Uh, Simple things. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be about, oh, I, I need to be at a level of a PhD student of a particular subject. It's more about how can I take the knowledge that is around me and engage with it, right? Uh, I I think for me, that is something that has stood out for me. The more curious I have gotten, the more I have gotten out of life. Right. So when you talk about curiosity, just having that curiousness, I think you're also referring to a, a learning mindset learning agility as well just being open to new ideas yes and what someone else has to share and i think if you have that mindset i think it'll take you a long way in life yeah yes and we talk about growth versus fixed mindset right we do talk about that a lot um during the 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 programs and everything that that we do with our uh, customers right so if you don't have a growth mindset you're not going to learn right so the mindset comes first then yes. essentially with that mindset, then you can actually tend to be more curious. Yes, right? yes, exactly. So Ulrika, it's been a pleasure having you on this uh, show. And I, I've taken some golden nuggets. You talked about some very basic uh, things, but things that go a long way in terms of being human and excelling at what you do uh, at work. And I'm sure anyone listening to this they're going to be um, very appreciative with what you have shared. Gerald, it's been such a pleasure to speak to you again. I, I hope we, we managed to connect another time. And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for having me on your show. And um, yeah, all the best for the Year of the Dragon. Uh, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you. Yeah, and you too. Take care, Ulrika. Thank you. Go ahead, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that one with Ulrika Brana. Take 15 where she shared some golden nuggets. Go ahead, make a ruckus.